0: time travelers the year of disney continues the studio studio continues the reign of the most profitable year for any studio ever and that means we're doing our i don't know 57th disney property of the year
1: indeed we are
0: choo, choo. to 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 uh, into the unknown
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> No, hold on, I lost it. (laughs)
0: Frozen Two.
1: Oh yes! Hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my end of the intro. <laughs> that's, oh. a, that's our new classic classic intro. All right. I feel like I feel like uh, at the beginning of the year I, I was trying some real thought out intros and I didn't like <laughs> any of them. So now all the intros are just.
1: Eh. Well, I feel like you know there's diminishing returns with the amount of Disney movies we have to watch.
0: That's true. Um, not well. Not to spoil this episode. Hi, everybody. I'm John.
1: I'm Veronica.
0: Welcome. Um, we thank were, you. This is our first ever episode.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the first ever episode recorded at my apartment. Exciting!
1: Oh. It's a lovely apartment, oh, dear thank listener. You. It's with Very tall ceilings.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm sure that helps the sound quality. <laughs> it should. Uh, should it? Good.
1: I don't know. Opera or something? I
0: don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be singing some opera later. Um, uh, but I have one microphone as opposed to our usual two. So if the sound quality is worse, that's why it is. Who cares?
1: If the sound quality is the same, though.
0: Yeah, what does that say about your microphones?
1: Not good things. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And if the sound quality is better...
1: Then we'll be recording here from wow. here on out. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, yes, indeed, we saw Frozen Two, the sequel to the most profitable animated movie of all time, Frozen.
1: Is that really true?
0: That is true.
1: Wow, I did not realize that. Yeah, that is surprising. to
0: People appear. love their fucking Frozen. Well, I mean, children I... love their
1: Frozen.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> people are uh, adults. Children, like it children it too. are people. <laughs> children. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. About halfway through Frozen Two, I was like, "Are children people?
1: <laughs> Should we make entertainment for children?" <laughs> I,
0: at the movie theater, I, I I talked to to a mother going in, and um, I was like, "Enjoy the movie," and she just gave me a, like a, "I'll try." <laughs> Little oh, did she know, we, two adults, were choosing to go to it and not being forced to by any children.
1: Well, we are forced by our commitment to oh, podcasting. Our listeners
0: are our children.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> you are all of our children, and we will promise not to kill you in air battle. That's what All My Children was about, <laughs> I like, Okay. The play. This was an obscure fucking reference for no reason whatsoever.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I'm putting the blame on the podcast, but I... I went, uh, uh, as did you. We are both childless adults, and we both, before this podcast started, saw the first movie.
1: That's true. What are your memories from the first movie?
0: My memory is I saw, I'm trying to remember which friend I saw it with. Um, Was it maybe my friend Shalia? I don't know, but I do remember whoever I, maybe it was Elise. Whoever was. No
2: one cares. (laughs) No one cares. Whoever
0: (laughs) it was, um, it was a friend, it was a woman, and um, she was very late and i was alone she
1: was child now yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah cuz 2 years ago she missed a period so now she's pregnant that's how the body works um
1: no i mean with child in a sense of like she has a child oh yeah now. she has a child with her yeah that's what yeah.
0: no she was late to the movie and so i do have a distinct memory of it was a packed house and i was the one adult without a child and I was just a man by myself (laughs) off to the side and I remember just being like fucking better come real soon (laughs) but I also remember I liked the first one just fine
1: yeah I, I remember seeing it I think it was on my birthday uh and that's all I remember. Like, I literally remembered nothing about the movie at all. I guess I know... Was that let because it...
0: of your birthday or because of the movie?
1: It was the movie. It was just... <laughs> I remember being like, this is fine after I left. And obviously, let it go is let it go. So I know the song. But like, I and when this movie started, I was like... Who are they to each other again? Like, why? (laughs) You
0: forgot the relationship of the sisters?
1: No, I knew that they were sisters. I was like, oh, there was the guy. And yes, he had a reindeer. Oh, there was the snowman. I forgot all of that.
0: I will say this. After the movie, (laughs) we ran into our friend Mark. And he he said, oh, I found Olaf less obnoxious this time. And Veronica was like, oh, I've never found Olaf obnoxious. And it took us a few minutes to realize you were talking about (laughs) Kristoff, the human man, not the singing snowman. And this was not before we saw the movie. (laughs) This was on our way out.
1: I usually have really good memory. I I don't have a bad memory. I'm very good at bar trivia. Should we be having
0: you recap this one? (laughs)
1: This is, like, I think a testament to how, like, just okay and fine mm-hmm. this movie is. That this like, one or the first one? Both. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I watch it and I'm like, all right, I spend my time doing this. I don't hate myself. And then it, I immediately forget about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, it happened. <laughs> I,
2: yeah,
0: I, I, th- I thought the first one was fine. I thought it was lovely. I thought... The music was charming. The characters were fine. Um, uh, I thought it looked really nice. Um, this one, I I like like Tangled more. I think. Yeah. I found that I, I would put that in that, that same kind of era of uh, Disney not refusing to name movies after their female leads. <laughs> a weird one, weird word title that I'm glad they dropped. But um,
1: did they drop? What was a more recent one when they had? Well, they Brave did do. Mo- was they, another one. I guess
0: uh, they did name uh, Moana. Was allowed to be named Moana.
1: That's true. Is that Pixar? Uh, no, that was Disney. Oh, yeah. Disney. Well, there you go. All right, you won. Yeah, Wrecked Ralph, the right. famous point, one point. Oh yeah, Wrecked
0: <laughs> Ralph too. We did an episode on that. Anyway, um, uh, uh, but, but yeah,
1: I just I I do remember the songs in the first one being more. At the very least, I remember two songs from the first this- one. I don't remember any songs from this one, and I saw it an hour ago.
0: Yeah, we're we're kind. Of, so we literally just saw it, and I think we're we're um, <laughs> bearing the lead. Yeah, this movie ju- is fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. it's just fine. Um, it's I it's very much n- not as good as the first one, despite being an almost exact replica in the story beats, the the pacing. That I
1: don't remember.
0: (laughs) It is the biggest... I think the biggest way to get a feel for how this movie is is that the songs are identical. And I don't mean like they sound the same. I mean the way they are placed timing-wise, who sings what emotionally, is identical. We start the movie with a flashback song. Your your uh, heart-breaking flashback song. That's your... Um, do you want to build, do you wanna build snowman? a snowman? In Which your is prologue. a better song? Well, they, they, that's the, they're all the same song, but they're all worse. We remember <laughs> the ones in the first movie. They are not at all memorable here. Now we ha- then we have a song where uh, uh, Anna sings uh, sings what is one of the wrong messages that needs to be corrected uh, by uh, by the end of the movie. And the first one, it's you know her true love thing.
1: So, is this Anna singing?
0: Yeah. In the first movie, she sings that. In this one, it's a medley with a bunch of characters. Uh, it's an, not a medley, an ensemble song. But the first one, it's just Anna. I think Elsa sings in that one, too. But um, then in this one, it's Anna, instead of, like, she's waiting for true love, it's that the, her message she needs to be taught is that nothing changes. Uh, mm. Is what she sings this time. Gotta learn your lesson, Anna. Things if change, man. If Anna's singing something at the beginning of a movie, you know it's fucking wrong, because Anna's an idiot. Um but then we go on like Olaf has his similar uh, song that's like a dark joke uh you better fucking believe Elsa's got her let it go song it they're the same exact they're all the same types of songs in mm-hmm. the exact same places sung by the exact same characters they're just in no way as interesting right. could you name any of the songs in the movie
1: we just saw well there's into the Unknown." Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: that is
1: a song i think that's the one she sings at the beginning yeah uh that's... that's elsa uh her like i am a secret lesbian song <laughs> her first i "I'm a secret <laughs> lesbian song uh yeah i guess that one i enjoyed the non-olaf what's his name uh,
0: that was the best song, Kristoff's song. Yeah,
1: the Kristoff song. It was like modeled after a cheesy like '80s power ballad. Yeah, I and, guess and,
0: Lost in the Woods would probably be the title of that one.
1: Yeah, so that was pretty fun, I thought, and that would be the only songs I really like. From I cannot sing you the the actual Let It Go song. I like, couldn't. I, don't know. I couldn't
0: sing the the Kristoff song. We like. I know it's let.
1: Yeah, I did, like, the Weezer version of it after, too, and I, like, I did not, yeah, I don't know.
0: (laughs) The random assortment of, I love that this has continued from the 90s, and I guess probably beyond, of Disney movies ending with just a random, uh, like, a random pop singer singing one of the songs. And I'm glad we're still doing it, and, like, the choices are so bizarre at this point. They're, like, clearly trying to hit every demographic and base, so we get casey musgrave sings one song weezer oh, does one that was, song that was, panic at the disco does another
1: pa- right it is kind of weird it's also even weirder because unlike what used to be in the 90s where they didn't cast like famous people yeah. as voice actors for the most part so you kind of got what they're re-recording it with famous people so it will be on MTV or whatever. Would, it would now, be, like, there are famous people in your song, in your movie. Let them just, like, release <laughs> that song.
0: Well, you got to have the Disney Channel version. I don't even know if we get, still get this. But anyway, I, we're talking about the music. Let's do a quick the plot. Um, so, uh, we start again. Prologue. They're children. Um, we get... <laughs> God, how can we do this? Because there's so...
1: So there's like a weird... Uh, yeah, so they're like playing and then somehow the enchanted forest comes up. Let me.
0: Before we get into it, you know what? I want to ask you what you think the political message of this movie is. But should we? Should I ask you that at the beginning or end of this film?
1: Uh, end of the,
0: uh, the I, mean,
1: I mean, let's uh, redo the plot first so that like the listener would be on the same You're page. Right. You're us. right. I feel like that makes more sense, right? Uh, so yeah, so uh, like there's an enchanted forest... And the mother is like, are you sure you want to tell him the story? Which, which was kind of funny because it was like, you think it starts off as sort of like a fairy tale, but it's actually like, oh, something terrible happened with the entire Yeah, Forest. this is
0: uh, Elsa and Anna's parents because, yeah, this is a flashback. So they're not fucking dead yet. Um, and... Uh... <laughs> And uh, Anna and Elsa are playing Enchanted Forest and their dad's like, oh, it's funny that you should be playing Enchanted Forest because the plot of this movie is about an Enchanted Forest. So let me info dump all the backstory on you. But also
1: like as a parent, you see your kids playing and enjoying a thing and you're like, (laughs) you know what? Let me tell you a story that's going to bum you the fuck
0: out. (laughs) Let me tell you about how grandfather died. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's well, I don't know. They're fucking. That's the one thing. They're royals. The, the Frozen only wants to remember that they are the literal leaders of a kingdom at certain times in the movie. It's right. less weird when it when you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is the king telling the future queen um, the story of their family.
1: I guess. But, I mean, are they, like, six or something? Like, I don't know uh... their
0: ages when they're adults. I don't know their yeah, ages. Yeah, I when...
1: was thinking about this, like... I, I imagine them as, like, 30-year-olds as adults, but that would be too That's old, ap- probably. No, they, I think
0: they are probably... It's, well, there's also... There's a weird thing where Disney wants... And this is a, a thing throughout the movie. Disney wants to be progressive and show them... Do, they don't want their princesses to be, like, 15 anymore. And Frozen 1 was like, hey, don't, don't marry your first true love. So... But they also... It's like... Kristoff <laughs> sleeps in the castle but they kind of sidestep the question of whether or not he sleeps with Anna by having Anna fall asleep in Elsa's bed.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So there's a bunch of like weird things like that. So I but I don't I would guess maybe they're I think it probably said in the first one is was maybe it was someone's because wasn't that someone's birthday in the first one was it Elsa's birthday? I, I Told
1: you I remember nothing from the first. Before. Whatever the
0: fifty-three, who cares? <laughs> anyway,
1: but I I thought it would be kind of cool if they were like in their thirties. Though I guess like they would not be single. Disney they would, would have been not burned allow like as witches 30. if they were thirty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which actually I think almost did happen. But
1: um. So yeah. So anyway, they hear of the enchanted forest and how. Uh, their uh, granddad and while like the king was a young boy they went to the enchanted forest and met these magical people who were (laughs) one with the land and they're sort of like they're ruled by these like three forces that are basically like Avatar the Last Airbender Mm -hmm. when there's like you know the power of water and the power of fire and of I don't know land yeah and they are anyway like Avatar (laughs) (laughs)
0: Every everything here is racially coded in a very odd way.
1: Yeah. So
0: because of the decision to make to make Arendelle colorblind in the first movie, um, the race stuff in Frozen's always been a little weird. This is also in there that famous Olaf Christmas short that subtly implied that um, celebrating Hanukkah was just another way of celebrating Christmas.
1: Oh, we talked about this on the previous. Did podcast. we? Did
0: we talk about it the last episode? Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, no, that's how I found out about it because I did not yeah. watch it.
0: Uh, so you missed Coco, or they don't? Nord- oh, that was last yeah. Buscemi. Anyway, um, but yeah, so Arendelle is is colorblind. It's all the rulers are white, but it, it's clearly a Nordic country, but they have people of all uh, colors and creeds. Yeah, they Um, they seem to
1: have modeled the native, I guess, people off of the native populations in northern Scandinavia, I think, according to the end credits.
2: Yes, (laughs) which
0: also makes it. This movie is very much like a very specific white liberal fantasy of you learn to acknowledge that colonialism is bad, but you also find out you're part Native American. I feel like that's the message. (laughs) That's the weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what I was trying to say with, like, I guess, yeah, we should. So basically, like, what happens is that, uh, so uh, when they visit the Enchanted Forest, there's uh, uh, a first; they're friendly to each other, but then a brawl breaks out, and no one really knows why. And the we'll king ask barely we'll survives. ask you,
0: listeners, do you think who do you think started the fight, yeah. the colonialists or the coded Inuit people?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the
0: the people who are one with nature and magic. Yeah. Who do you think betrayed who?
1: But yeah, also like just the way that it was set up, it was like. Yeah, and then the colonial—or not the colonial—and then like the, uh, native people started to fight us for Mm -hmm. no reason. And like to me, it was immediately clear that like no, there was like clearly something the white man did.
0: Yeah, and this also, uh, this movie more than Frozen One, this movie feels like it's for children. Right. I'm sure, like as an adult, the first one, I was pleasantly surprised when what's his name was revealed to be a villain. In this one, there's absolutely no surprise when it turns out hey, grandpappy white man wasn't that great a guy.
1: Right, yeah, and he's not even, like, a character in the movie. Like, that's the thing. They sort of, like, it's it's always... It's kind of, like, a problematic thing now that we have where, like, some people are fine with acknowledging, yeah, like, our ancestors were bad, but, like, now we are good. Like, we, like, don't have any faults. And I feel like this is kind of, like, that this movie too is like Mm. yeah yeah their ancestors were bad but like these people are good you know this is
0: partly why i really don't like that one of the solutions is the reveal that their mother was from this clan of forest dwellers (laughs) right because it's such a if like the like so much of the movie is like hey um white people you know your ancestors did some shitty stuff um have the moral of the story be like But it's okay, because you're half-good guy.
1: Right, you're half-good guy, and also, by the way, they want you to be their leader. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We really could get into... (laughs) If you dig into the politics of this movie, it is frightening
1: right so anyway so yeah this brawl breaks out someone mysterious who may or may not be the mother of someone those... with a
0: beautiful female singing voice saves the father yeah. wonder who it could have been
1: and then we cut back to present day everyone is happy and dancing in the streets non-olaf is about to wants to propose to uh, <laughs> veronica Christoph. mars Kristoff, sorry it's...
0: you can call but... her veronica mars i'm fine with that
1: uh and so anyway so uh but i guess like that is another thing that they sort of introduced later that she's like very insecure about their relationship but that kind of comes out of nowhere
0: boy i did this is what the writers really had no idea what to do with yeah.
1: these characters <laughs> so yeah so anyway so um at and uh they established that elsa is hearing those singing voices. She's the only one who does. They, with very sly exposition, uh, like say that real Olaf is ha- has like some sort of like a protective spell where he can't. Yeah, that was anymore. real weird.
0: Yeah, they they leave the snow in this one, but don't worry. There's a tossed off line where they're just like, Olaf, do you like your permafrost? And he's like, I do. Don't worry <laughs> about that anymore, fans. Right. Um, but yeah, so the arcs that are set up. Anna's hearing a weird voice that has some connection to a fairy tale their mother told. Elsa Elsa is. Um, Anna doesn't have anything to do. Oh, Anna's worried about her sister. Whatever. It's very. No one knows what's going on. Uh, (laughs) Kristoff wants to propose but can't for whatever reason. Sven exists. Sven's a reindeer. He's fucking there. He's
1: a reindeering.
0: Oh, (laughs) he is. He's probably um, my favorite character. (laughs) And Olaf is growing up.
1: Yeah, he's sort of, like, he's having a lot of, like, he's semi-existential maturing. thoughts. He's, yeah.
0: Yeah. I um, guess
1: it's never really... I don't know. It's not super clear, like, what, like, maturity level he's at. Because is he an adult snowman? Like, is he... Was he a child snowman that's growing to... Or is he just, like, because he's around humans now, he has, like, m- more, like, philosophical
0: yeah it was weird i i don't really remember how he was in the first one but yeah that's
1: yeah because i mean yeah he's very josh gadian he basically (laughs) like plays josh gad as his character in book of Mormon, (laughs) but just in this well
0: it did happen. one of my i i told you there was on the way over here i told you there's one part that i legitimately found very sweet and i liked a lot Mm. um and it was an olaf moment Oh. It was during this opening ensemble song, or the second song, when everyone's singing about how nothing ever changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the song is a little confused because they're like, "Oh no, some things never change." That's what the song is. Okay. Um, Anna's the only one saying nothing ever changes because Anna's a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but uh, some th- but like some things, a lot of things change, but some things never do. And uh, Olaf's singing about getting older, and he points to the camera presumably to all the children in the audience of the film and he says and you all look a little older this time too oh and then I we see and then we see that uh, a, a couple uh, he does the like um who shot mr burns Ch- uh hibbert um can you solve the case <laughs> the thing where then we see who he's actually pointing to is a few children who are just walking by um but i thought that was very sweet
1: that is very sweet.
0: Rest of movie stupid, but that moment was very sweet.
1: I also have a, an Olaf moment I liked, but it happens later. Anyway, when he
0: fucking dies.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh oh. Yeah, I have some stuff to say about that too. Anyway, so uh, and then in the middle of the night, uh, Elsa like goes up to the window. She starts. Uh, singing and then she sort of runs out of the castle and into a cliff that and that she makes out of ice and she like sings into like along with that voice and all of the sudden everything turns into icicles right and then wait
0: veronica aren't you describing the first movie
1: (laughs) well i would not know as established but it sure sounds like i am
0: yeah it's it is identical Uh, Elsa has some feelings. She sings a song that in every line and lyric is so clearly a coming out anthem, but (laughs) Disney just won't let her be gay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, So
1: I did not... About that. So I did not... I don't think I saw more than one trailer for this movie, and i thought that like there's gonna be a character that she would be attracted to or like who would be her friend like like that they were gonna and i kept waiting for the voice to turn out to be like some like lonely girl on an island or whatever that she becomes friends with Friends They might, like, cohabitate, maybe, you know. Like... That
0: was a rumor for years. Oh, is it gonna, really? That they were going to give Elsa a girlfriend. Okay. Um, but no, they very much don't. But she does sing a song called Into the Unknown. Into the
1: Unknown.
0: You no. you, you t- I want to look up the lyrics right now.
1: Okay. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, so she, everything turns into ice. And all of the sudden, uh, ice engulfs the sunny... Um. Oh, my God. It's credited as a panic at the discus on. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, it uh, engulfs the town, which is not Asgard, but it sounds similar to Asgard. What is the name of the town?
0: Arendelle.
1: Arendelle. Uh, and so everyone must flee. And, uh, mm. and then they meet the shaman hedgehogs, right? They're hedgehogs. Yeah,
0: and they, yeah, no, they're gnomes. Oh, they're
1: gnomes. You're right. Who are very cryptically saying that I cannot see the future. And so if you can't see the future, you must do the next right thing, which is not a thing. Like, (laughs) what does it even mean? It sounds like a placeholder for a thing, you know? Like they were like, okay, and now they're going to say something that it's wise. Well, uh, like do the do the next right thing, something like that, but like better. So we'll come back to this. So, but like, let's leave this as a placeholder. And then people did not realize that they already animated it and talked <laughs> over it. And so people are like, okay, I guess it's, it's... the next right thing. What does that mean? Well, That's that... not even like a catchy or like smart sounding thing to it's say. the
0: real. This is the real issue that I really I didn't the for the first half of the movie I just didn't. I know it's it's. Uh absurd to say this about a movie that is for three year olds um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it is a difference between why one th- uh, the first one would work for adults and I don't think this one does is that I just don't give a shit about any of these stories they're so vague mm-hmm. Elsa hears a vague voice for a vague reason The no something bad is happening in Arendelle for a vague reason the gnomes say they have to follow the voice maybe for a vague reason Or else a vague bad thing That's worse than the current bad thing Will happen Maybe And that is what Puts us on our journey And it's just like eh?
1: Right There's a lot We Yeah I mentioned this too As we were walking here But like there's a lot of Just like Leaps of logic that people make that turn out to be right for no reason whatsoever and it's like oh we obviously we must do this and obviously this must happen now and this is obviously why they are doing this and obviously (laughs) we must do this next and it's like well how but then I was like okay but do I really want them to do the work (laughs) of like establishing this no because I don't want to sit there for two and a half hours multiple
0: times people see ice (laughs) statues, like statues yeah. made in the shape of their grandparents who've been dead for decades and yeah. decades. And they go, oh, it's my grandfather. Yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't recognize... Veronica, if you were sitting next to a nice statue of yourself, I don't <laughs> think I'd be able to recognize... Like, have you seen a nice statue? They're right. like, even the best are kind of people. I know it's it's <laughs> magic. This is a stupid thing to have an No, issue but as. also,
1: like, how does... Uh... Anna know that she needs to, like, destroy the dam. Like, it's, like, she sort of, like...
0: Yeah. How does the guard know that that's what Anna's trying to do?
1: Yeah, like, there's all this stuff that's, like... I know that, like, they need to happen in order for the story to move along, but, like, there's no reason within the movie that they should other than they need to happen. Um, It's... Yeah.
0: I, I, I have a big thing I just want to say. I, halfway through this movie i was like i hate elsa <laughs> elsa sucks
1: really why do you think that
0: i so in the first movie it's nothing so in the first movie everyone has very clear motivations and it's all elsa has been hiding this magic power let's cut away the metaphor we'll just go with the literal elsa has been hiding this magical power that her parents have told her is bad it's her parents died and in the uh the years since the power's grown and grown and she can't hide it anymore and she accidentally lets it out uh thus creating this horrible freezing that happens and and freezes the whole city she freaks out runs away um everyone else uh anna goes to anna goes to save her so that no one will kill her as a witch she meets she's in love with hans but she meets christoph who agrees to help her they have fun banter blah 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 this time No, like, Elsa's just, like, I hear a voice. It must be for me. Like, throughout the movie, (laughs) Elsa just keeps going. Like, they see these um, stone giants walk by. This is the moment where I'm like, I hate Elsa. Was when stone giants walk by and Elsa's like, they must have sensed me, and I'm like, "Fuck you, Elsa." They live here. Yeah, that's true. This is also yeah. That was
1: another one of those things where it's like, "Why? Why do you think that?"
0: This is also right after they'd revealed that Elsa, Elsa and Anna are secretly half uh, Native people, and I'm like, "Really? Because they're pale as shit." <laughs> Fuck Elsa, you entitled jerk.
1: <laughs> this
0: not everything's about you, Elsa
1: right well you know she's been in the closet a long time so she's struggling according to this movie still there yeah and so anyway so she
0: sings this song she does sing this is a later song these are the lyrics to the song show yourself which is a duet between elsa and another woman well every inch of me is trembling but not from the cold something is familiar like a dream i can reach but not quite hold yeah i can sense you sense you there like a friend i've always known I'm arriving, and it feels like I am home.
1: I think she should say, I'm coming.
0: (laughs) Show yourself, I'm dying to meet you. Show yourself, it's your turn. Are you the one I've been looking for all my life? Show yourself, I'm ready to learn. Who's she singing that to? If you guessed, her mom.
1: (laughs) You're correct. Oh, so this is, so Evan Rachel What is the the mom? The voice of the mom, yeah. Okay, so she's not, anyway.
0: All right. Yeah, for I, I, like I I don't know I'm I'm torn on this thing and because it cause it's, this movie is packed with incredibly not incredibly but like very progressive ideas halfway
2: because
0: mm. it's clearly like the writers are like we're gonna put these things in there and I'm not saying like evil Disney probably the writers themselves are like but we can't go that far <laughs> so it's like all these things where it's like hey let's give Elsa. Like last time, uh, tons of people read a queer subtext into Frozen One. So should we give Elsa a girlfriend in the next one? Uh, how about we instead just give her two lesbian power
1: ballads?
0: <laughs> That's equal to one girlfriend.
1: Well, you know, much like the Joker, <laughs> they did not hit the landing with their social commentary. Uh, I
0: did this. I know the joke. We we uh, we our hate our. Uh, Frequency of re- releasing episodes has been bad, so our last uh, new movie was Joker somehow, but um, <laughs> this movie is more politically courageous than Joker.
1: Well, sure. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. so they flee to the forest. <laughs> the tall people are there for Elsa. Who knows? Anyway, she decides also randomly to like go and explore the island, and so they go north uh and uh they abandon non-olaf he sings his power ballad which is the (laughs) delightful part of the movie although
0: elsa elsa uh, no anna and Kristoff have the weakest random romantic like problem ever they just happen to walk in the wrong direction and be like oh i guess the other person hates me right it is so dumb when
1: when they see each other next time they're like no our love is not that fragile that's another
0: thing. I hate how everyone in this movie talks like an Instagram influencer.
2: <laughs> like, I,
0: at the be- I really noticed this at the beginning when the couples are just hanging out. And I was like, this is this is just the kind of thing that, like, someone would post on Instagram of, like, my sister, myself, and our two husbands just, we went on a vacation together and we played charades. And it was crazy. And we know that our love isn't fragile.
1: <laughs> it's like um, that. Hashtag on. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, that SNL, like, uh, you know, like desk uh, news uh, weekend update, like characters that uh, Heidi Gardner and is it mikey day do or they're like two influencers (laughs) they're just like you know like these two perfect like young looking things they're influencers but they're always just like fighting like (laughs) passive-aggressively yeah
0: this is how i felt about the characters i didn't like the characters in this movie and i liked all of them in the first one but this whole time i was just like elsa i was just like Fucking Anna and Kristoff just talk to each other, you fucking idiots. Talk to each other without using stupid, weird marriage counseling. Like, like, all the dialogue in this movie, all the stuff from Olaf about, like, child raising and all the stuff about people's relationships sounded like it was from a very, like, all written by a very hip L.A. counselor. <laughs> like a Real like hip therapist that, like, some executive at Disney was like, You have to go see Dr. Schwartz, he's incredible.
1: Yeah, he, he really doesn't wear talks shoes, to you. <laughs> he really knows how to talk to you, young millennials. <laughs> There's a whole, but there, there is,
0: there really is a whole part where, like, Olaf is there are a lot of jokes that Olaf says that are born out of that kind of language where he's like, This is called. This is called, I'm not going to do a Josh Gad impression. This, this is, called, is
1: called...
0: called taking control of a situation where you have no control. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but there's another one where he's where he's like, I feel angry and that's okay. It's okay for me to feel these feelings. <laughs> and I was like, but you know what? This is a movie for three-year-olds. That's At the true. end of the day, this and is a movie for 3 And who would appreciate and that's okay. it's these okay.
1: platitudes more than a three-year-old? Oh, so my favorite Olaf moment was when he does, like, the little recap for, oh, yeah. I guess... Oh, Of oh, the first movie, yeah. yeah. of the first movie, because apparently, like, these... Some remnants of the soldiers from when Elsa... For 35 years. For 35 years have been, like, fighting the each other. Up, the,
0: the survivors of the... Ba- so, when the battle happened in the past, when the grandfather betrayed the native people... And uh, the um, spirits of the forest got angry. It covered up the mi- the mist of the forest, but it turns out there are a bunch of people still in there. Um, some of the native people and some of the Arendelle soldiers. Who presumably have been fighting for thirty five years. When we meet them, they're still fighting.
1: Which is so weird because like they're like young people in the tribe. So like Well, they
0: said some of them say we've never known the stuff. No, sky.
1: I know, but if they're fighting, what there are like ten people there? When do they have time to like give birth? It seems like, like they may so have weird.
0: given up. I, yeah. I don't know. There's a dark story about the people trapped in yeah, this Yeah, I
1: was trying to, like, see, like, what... There's
0: also a weird... It dark... almost
1: at first felt like they were kind of frozen in time in, like, a weird well, way. Well, no, because
0: they have age, because so there yeah, the guard... Yeah, that's why it doesn't make sense. There's a I captain of the guard who saved... Um... Uh,
1: Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, I Sterling K. Brown.
0: Yeah. Um, also, this is another movie... God, there was a, some other movie recently, a children's movie that used, like colorblind casting but has a white hero who at the end is like explaining a moral of like colonialism being bad to a supporting character played by a person of color and it's really weird Uh, Mm. and this one um ana has to explain to a black man that it's like yeah do you know systemic racism's bad and he's (laughs) like whoa really um but yeah no so his character's been trapped there for 35 years uh and he has there's a moment where he's like asking her what the Aerodel's like and he's like hey is henrietta or whatever still around and um anna's like yeah she's still alive and he's like is she still single and anna's like yeah she is still single and he says and this is a direct quote he goes why does that not make me feel better and it's no. like and it is legitimately the writers being like We've just doomed this fictional woman <laughs> to, I guess, never getting over this man who never came home.
1: Right. It's uh, such a
0: weird moment.
1: Yeah, that uh, that was like a weird aside that I'm not even sure whether it was a joke or just like a sad thing to I say. Heard,
0: you can feel the adults who worked on this. Because um, shockingly, children didn't make it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but you can feel... And I guess that's all, all children's art, but I, I don't know what I was going to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, so anyway, so uh, in that moment, Olaf does like a recap for all those old people. Mm-hmm. And to me, as a person who, as I said, forgot the first movie, I greatly appreciated it. Uh, anyway, and so they, on, uh, onward north they go. Uh, Anna and Elsa discover a ship shipwrecked on the northern shores of this island fjord unclear i think it's a fjord uh <laughs> and um and they see that it's actually their parents ship and they realize again through pure conjecture <laughs> that they <laughs> must have been traveling even farther north to the northern island they Also,
0: they, yeah they see this boat they don't for a second go hey it's another boat from our
1: yeah it must be our parents even
0: though it's on the wrong side of their world
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of that going on and so um anyway they find this cryptic message in the black box equivalent of that (laughs) boat. uh again like if you were making a note to yourself would you make it in like such a cryptic way like the mother like has like some like
0: Uh, Elsa's source question mark yeah
1: exactly Uh, northern islands black lights uh and Elsa again realizes that she alone because she's selfish must travel to find out what her uh the source of all of her uh, powers is and she sends (laughs) uh her sister away uh with in a speeding
0: ice boat that should have gotten her killed. Elsa yes. sucked. <laughs> Elsa's a selfish asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, without a paddle or anything. Oh, fuck Elsa. And so she uh she proceed so she's like staring into the uh, raging ocean ahead and she attempts to ro- uh, run on top of the waves with her icy powers, but she collapses under the sheer power of the waves but one of the waves turns into a horse
0: a water horse who tries to drown her in a scene that i found very disturbing
1: but then she overpowers the horse and is able to ride it like you know like one of those um uh you know like horses one of those you know bulls that women go on in bars to look sexy.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's not what I got from the scene. Oh, yeah. So she's wearing her wet t-shirt from being in the water. And she gets on. No, the...
1: I, I did get that vibe for a little bit. I uh, will say,
0: um, <laughs> I wanted to say about the water, not about the sexiness of the characters. This movie does look beautiful. Like, oh, yeah. So much money went into this movie. No,
1: it looks gorgeous. Like, all the nature. Like, there's certain shots where I was like, this looks and I
0: feel like we're, we're, we're dissing this a lot. I, I want to say, in the realm of technically beautiful Disney movies that were a little boring that we watched this year, I would say this is definitely way better than The Lion King. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't good, but it, like if, if a child forced me to watch one of these two movies, <sighs> not for a second would I even consider choosing The Lion King. Uh,
1: oh, for sure. 100%. Uh, and so she... Eventually rides the water horse onto this island that, of course, is made out of ice, just like Elsa, and she so. She finds Luke
0: Skywalker,
1: <laughs> and Superman, uh, and anyway, and. Um, oh right. I,
0: right! You haven't seen the recent Star Wars movies. No, I. Probably Until want. a few weeks from now.
1: Well, oh yeah, Oof, I guess. What I'll are you? do
0: you think it'll be number one at the box
1: office? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least I'll see the Tenant. Teaser. I would would be happy about that. Um, Uh, Anyway, so and then she sings the song that John so artfully quoted from before as she moves about the various icy rooms in that uh, island, uh, sort of cave island, I guess, until she uh, realizes that what it's been leading her towards is, you know, more ice sculpture revelations about her granddad and how he actually built the dam that they first presented as a gift to the native people is actually something that puts them in the debt of the white man and actually is going to destroy the native population and that he was the one that actually lifted up the sword first uh, to kill the chief and she as she realizes that she
0: and apparently dies, which I...
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought she just froze, but then later we found out that she Yeah, later in the movie, died. people
0: were like, Elsa died, and I was like, what? Mm. Um, but speaking of dying, meanwhile, Kristoff's um, out of the movie, because the movie has nothing to do with him, so he's who who knows where. He's but uh, Elsa... doing
1: the Jeremy Renner role. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, elsewhere, um, Elsa... Elsa where? Elsewhere.
1: No, I think you mean Anna. 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 Anywhere, (laughs) anywhere,
0: Elsa.
2: Uh (laughs)
0: Anna is in a cave somewhere, and then fucking Olaf dies. Whatever.
1: Oh, there's a there's a very cool scene where they are in that ice boat, and they are going through this like rocky river and it turns out that all the rocks are actually sleeping giants and that was kind of cool and there was one giant that's in the water yeah he's also the only
0: giant with a nose (laughs) (laughs) a
1: Jewish giant
0: about time (laughs) but you know what He can celebrate Hanukkah because it's just another way of celebrating Christmas. (laughs) And
1: that's allowed. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so they escape the giants and not really a chase at all. It's just like they, as they sleep, they sort of make their way into this cave. And as they do, (gasps) Olaf realizes that he's melting the Giants
0: even have a version from the first movie. They're just like the Snow Monster from the first one, who turns out to be good in the end. What? Everything from this movie has an There's equivalent in the first monster? one. Yeah, we saw him in the after credits scene—the big Snow Monster that Elsa makes to protect the castle. What? We saw. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Who cares? Okay, sorry. Olaf dies. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, so he like sort of like freckles into or whatever snowflakes into the abyss or not into the abyss the implication is the supposed sky. to be that
0: because Elsa died he died but I I only got that after the fact because all it said is that I. because th- they clearly don't I guess they just don't want to say that in the moment because they're worried about it being too frightening for children so instead of saying that Elsa died he goes I you need to go on by yourself because I think Elsa went too far. Yeah. And I have no idea what like that's referencing oh, the fairy t- the dead. song thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Eventually I got the idea cuz Anna sings a song of loss um about doing the right thing which calls back to the fucking gnome thing at the beginning. That's the another thing. Time. Clearly they wrote the songs and then worked the titles into lyrics ahead of time. So right. anytime a character in this movie says something weird you can assume they're going to sing about that,
2: right? <laughs> Um
0: But anyway, Anna's like, oh, fuck, I get it. I got to destroy the fucking dam.
1: Which is like, how does she know? She Who was cares? not there.
0: I was just like, Frozen 2 taking a stand <sighs> to fix the sins of the past. You've got to tear the system down. Right. This is when I was like, this movie's got more balls than Joker. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's actually going to say something. But in the end, they... Get the, she gets the giants to destroy the dam and then the water comes to crush Arendelle. But, of course, fucking Elsa shows up. She's alive again. She rides
1: she, on a horse. She's a builds, white knight.
0: Yeah, she builds an ice wall, so nothing mattered. And all the native people you are like, it's they're okay. You thought they were gonna
1: destroy Arendelle? I
0: thought for a second. That's oh, why I was thought, like, on. ballsy. Because the heroes were all like, Arendelle's gotta die.
1: My favorite part comes right up. The Jedi after... need to end. <laughs> oh, God. I don't get that reference. Anyway, uh, so she, yeah, so she stops the the water, and then you cut away to a bunch of townspeople who are seeing it happen. Uh, on like a cliff or something mm-hmm. and there's like a big like round man with a red mustache yes and he like applauds like this with like tiny frozen
0: frozen ones other ambiguously gay character
1: oh really i um, i did not know that they he was, meet in saying, him in that the was first so cute one,
0: <laughs> and he shows his family and it's an adult man and children oh um I he so he's so not ambiguous <laughs> well i mean they they like you know they don't kiss or anything
1: i, I guess but he has a yeah it could but it's
0: husband. like it could be a brother you know it's, it's the same way as elsa
1: i guess okay so anyway so that make happens. them fuck disney and then make them fuck and then we have just like a bunch of like basically just like cutaway vignettes where they like okay we got to wrap up all these things but we don't want to <laughs> like do any work in between so there's uh a lot of uh, like, Elsa, you should come and live with us on this mountain that's now great again. Or, and now Anna is the queen of the other place. And then they send like letters to each other. And, but don't worry, Olaf is also alive. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then they wrap things up. And the Elsa
0: end. becomes the queen of the north, and Anna becomes the queen of the south. It's, and, fair, it's just And like the Dorothy
1: end of, is about to arrive in a house. It's just like the end of, all of them. <laughs> the
0: end of the end of fucking Game of Thrones, where everyone's battling for years, and then the Starks become rulers of everything, and everyone's suddenly like, "Yeah, okay, sure." Uh,
1: another <laughs> reference I do not get. <laughs> but
0: um, yeah, what would you say is the uh, the political messaging of this movie?
1: Yeah, I, I I mean I don't know. I guess like I mean. I haven't really thought about it. I recognize like that they're definitely trying to map things to sort of, you know, white man taking over native lands and all that and attempting to atone for those sins, but I don't know that the movie had like like a real like stand or a coherent what, opinion about it.
0: Yeah, it's there's been in a lot of these uh, recent Disney movies throughout. There seems to be a a similar messaging in a lot of them of questioning the past Mm -hmm. the past is bad but also not that bad so let's take what's good from the past and move on
1: I think it is just a matter of like the past was bad, and you know what? You're good to acknowledge that it was. But also... pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, but also you're not bad, so you're A-OK, and keep doing what you're doing, girl.
0: Yeah, it's a sim- <laughs> so like The Last Jedi, which is a movie I like, it's very much like the Jedi actually were stupid, and a lot of their teachings were wrong, so we need to forget the past, but then at the end it's like, actually some parts of it were pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that seems like and it's a very it's a very I, I don't want to be too cynical in this cuz I like do I think Ryan Johnson writing the last the last Jedi went to the same like corporate conference calls that the people writing Frozen 2 were on? No. But this does feel like
1: I'm sure he went to others.
2: <laughs> I do I
0: do feel like this is the art that gets produced when you have um progressive and rich progressive artists working in a corporate sphere with a corporation that's like yes it behooves us in the long run to present a more liberal and progressive um identity in our storytelling so that our movies don't date as quickly that being said we do not want the things to be too strident and blatant so it's like yeah Um, Arendelle's had some problems and they had this movie's uh, sugary version of genocide but it's still a pretty nice kingdom so let's leave it where it is and I'm sure the native people will be okay once we find out that the queen's you know she's actually Half.
1: she's half um, of you, so she can lead you, not your elders who have you know who've been,
0: been in church for thirty five yeah, years, yeah, and who
1: know the community and are not like strangers.
0: Um, but yeah, no, it does, and I don't, I don't have a, I'm more highlighting these things than I than I am critiquing them. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's an interesting thing because meanwhile you also have people, especially in your fucking Star Wars. Oh God, what a fucking fun fandom that is <laughs> um your fucking star wars fans being like oh woke star wars fuck you star wars never had politics even though it was a movie about space nazis and <laughs> space nazis fighting vietnam in space but uh <laughs> but anyway i'm sure we'll talk about that in the star wars episode oh, a oh god
1: weeks. no i feel Man, you reminded me that we're probably going to have to do a Star Wars episode.
0: Um, all right. Well, we, oh, we've been God. talking about this for a while, and I think we do want to talk about Knives Out a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, so um, is there anything else you want to say about Frozen 2 before we move on to a little a grading?
1: No. Uh, Speaking of Brian Johnson. <laughs> uh, no, not really. I mean, just to say that, yeah, it's a good looking movie, and I wasn't like bored, I wasn't... There were definitely... uh, During Lion King, I was like, oh, God, there's so much more of Mm this." And, like, here I was... You know what? Like, it it did not overstay its welcome. It was, you know, done fairly quickly. And... (laughs) No, I mean, again, I feel like I'm, like, damning it with fan praise. I would say this. It was, like... It was a fine movie that I did not hate sitting through the songs while forget... Forgettable, like... We're fine... You know, just fine.
0: <laughs> I, I would say if you are a parent, if you don't have children and you don't have a real emotional attachment to the first one, no, don't go see this. No. Um, unless you have a podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, if you're a parent and your child wants to see this, either flip a coin and one of the parents gets to go, or if both have to go, one of you be designated driver the other bring some edibles. <laughs> You'll be okay.
1: <laughs> and again, it's very nice to look at. So it, that's I feel what like I'm if saying. you are on edibles, it would be even nicer.
0: That <laughs> yeah. So you want to do a grade? <laughs> sure. All right. Um oh let me think about what is my grade? Yeah, all right. Three, Three two, two, one, one B C minus. Plus. All right.
1: All
0: right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. All cool. right. Um, so number two this week was also a movie uh we saw. And similar to how we did in our previous episodes, we thought, fuck it, let's just talk about that movie as well. We'll throw them both up in the episode title and get two more listeners. So after this break, we'll talk Knives Out.
1: Break. I'm singing Knives Out. The Radiohead song, which oh. does not feature at all in this movie, I which gotcha. I feel like would have been very nice if they, it did.
0: Well, you have the rights to it. I can play it on my computer.
1: Oh, well, I don't know. Tom York might too. Who knows? Okay. I don't want to get into Um
0: We're not going to do a plot recap. Let's just jump right into yeah. what, what
1: you think about Knives Out. So, I, so I, a bunch of people asked me this Although question. Although we're not doing
0: a plot recap. Uh, free spoilers. Yeah, so. we
1: are going to spoil the movie. Uh, uh, so I a bunch of people ask, have been asking me that for the past week. So I have like a rope thing you don't that talk I to say. Like, I have friends. This <laughs> is not the only time I talk, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I say that it's A for like the politics and the vibe of this movie. But I would give like a B minus for the actual mystery.
0: Oh, you said A. I think you said eight.
1: No, eight. I thought
0: in, in your non-podcast conversations, you switch to a different grading scale. Yeah, yeah.
1: I have, like, a different scale. It's out of 16. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, I would say A, the letter to, like, all, like, the politics stuff and most do you, of the what character What do you mean by that? Stuff, do you mean
0: you agree with the politics? Or no, it's just, it's like, well the way the that
1: they depicted, like, that very specific sort of neo... Like, liberal kind of rich person mm-hmm. who have you know liberal politics on paper, but right. then still feel entitled to everything that they deserve and feel like they earned it, even though they didn't really like all yeah. of that stuff was really good, and uh, but I I kind of like i was not surprised at all by the mystery of it mm. and i like i i mean i love Ryan johnson movies so like i was gonna see it anyway but the fact that he was still doing seen like the, last a, uh, <laughs> the only one i haven't seen uh but i was i was really hoping this would also be like a good murder mystery because mm. i love that genre and that felt I mean it felt very well thought out it's just like to me it felt predictable
0: yeah i thought um the skewering of um uh neoliberal whatever i i thought you know this has been i think kind of uh, well well trod territory since say get out um, right. Which I think still has done it best for sure. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, what I, I, that movie's entirely about. But exactly. um, but that, that's not to say that this wasn't fun, and the cast is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think the skewering of the rich was d- done this year better in Ready or Not, a movie that I think I uh, no, I, I know I enjoyed more, not a yes. ton more, but more. Um, uh, but
1: I felt like you know, I think I liked it. I don't think I liked it more here, but I liked it more than the other elements of Mm. this movie is because that's not what I came into that movie expecting. And that was like a very pleasant surprise. Whereas I definitely came in to see an Agatha Christie, like mystery parlor mystery kind of thing. And I felt like I was... I don't think I was sure changed on that because like that was the plot but it was just like why well, wow, So
0: there's guys. a thing with a lot of Ryan Johnson movies where I love the ideas. Mm-hmm. I love the ideas but then I feel like the execution of them are sometimes it's more fun to think about the ideas than to experience them happening on the screen. And I would put um, a lot of the ideas from the last Jedi in that same boat. The basic idea of a noir... I like the idea, idea of a noir set in high school more than I enjoy watching Brick. Mm. I would say Looper is the one where I just... Uh, Looper is his movie that I love uh, unreservedly. Mm. But with this movie... So it starts as an Agatha Christie murder mystery. Then in act two, has the... takes a huge switch and makes it so, oh no, this isn't a movie where we're following the detective solving the murderer. We are going to find out who the murderer is. And instead, in that Agatha Christie setup, follow them as they try to foil the extremely smart detective Mm -hmm. uh, going about his uh, detectiving. uh, Detecting? (laughs)
1: Detectiving.
0: Um, And I, that is such a fun idea. And we get that so briefly here in the few moments of her like covering up the footsteps and ruining the tape. And I think what holds that back from being as fun as it could be is the politics and the desire to have a very clear political message in this movie. And one of the byproducts of that is that she has to be such a saint exactly. the whole yeah, movie yeah. Mm-hmm. that it keeps it from being fun watching her try to get away with this murder. Right. Uh, I so, feel like
1: if the, like they switched it a little bit and like the Chris Evans character was the one that was actually like in that role and was trying to like foil the detective I think that would have been more fun or like someone if, with that disposition I think
0: if we had believed if there was even a second that we believed that he like I don't know about you but <laughs> I was pretty sure he was the villain from Momo. oh one.
1: absolutely that's what I mean yeah. that was the thing that was not surprising at all because it's like I mean first of all it's also just a matter of casting like why would you cast right. this guy as like you if, know um, Maybe if we yeah.
0: had, and I think they wouldn't have wanted to go this, but like if they had been having an affair, not the grandfather, uh, not Christopher Plummer, but Chris Evans, and um, what's her name? Armas. Uh, she's from. Oh, no, this is Armas. You, you saw Blade Runner 249, right? Yes.
1: Who is she in that? She's Joy. Oh, damn. One of my favorite
0: characters from one of my favorite movies of the past few years. Uh, right? I'm right. Or I'm going to sound like a real fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> uh,.
1: What was her name in in this? In yeah, she looks similar. Yeah,
0: Anna Darmus.
1: Um, um,
0: She's also in the upcoming uh, James Bond movie. Good yeah, for her. She's
1: weird. She's going to be a Bond girl? Like, it would be so weird because there was like a semi fatherly relationship here. Oh, with Daniel Craig? With Daniel Craig. <laughs> well, I don't
0: know if maybe she won't be in a romantic uh, thing with her. Come but, on. like,
1: there's zero chance that's <laughs> true. Do, yeah, we'll
0: see. <laughs> Um uh, it's funny. What is her
1: it's, character's name? Is it Maria?
0: Um I'm interested because yeah, in uh in both this and Blade Runner, she looks like both of her characters look like they're on the verge of tears in every
2: scene.
1: Oh, the um, Leah Michelle look. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, it's Marta.
0: Marta, yeah, I'm looking it up. Um but yeah, I've I yeah, uh
1: What'd you think of Daniel Craig as Master Sleuth?
0: I mean it was fun. I I thought that, I think that character's works is more fun as a parody in, in like a subversion. I don't know. But I I love the first act. I love the idea of the second act without thinking it goes as far as it could. Uh, the third act brings it back around and it's fine. It's just not surprising. You know, it's I I do you want to just do a letter grade?
1: Oh, also, did you know that Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitt does a voice in the soap opera that uh, her oh, like that's mom fun. watches. That was very sweet. Uh, yeah, let's do a, a lot of grit.
0: All right, um, three, two, one. B, B plus. plus. Alright. Yeah, that My felt notes. like that's where we were going. Yeah. Okay. Um, what other movies have you watched recently? I know Oh
1: have a lot. I do want to talk about this movie I saw yesterday that I really, really Oh, loved. okay. Wow. I saw Memories of Murder.
0: Oh, so you've, I've still never seen it.
1: So, yeah. I've never seen it. So, this is another Bong hit. As oh, I am now, have now started calling all the Bong Hoon Cho movies. Uh, director of Parasite. Uh, I mean, it's the most, like, i don't know like surface level way of putting it is that it's sort of zodiac set in south korea mm-hmm. and it's based on a true story of south korea's first serial killer and it's really really good um it uh yeah it stars uh, the dude who played the dad in parasite uh song kang ho and um uh, it sort of centers around his bumbling detective and uh a city detective from Seoul who are trying to figure out uh, who has been murdering and raping these women uh, in the rice paddy fields of this small town in South Korea in the 80s and they're sort of you know, much like Zodiac, it's more about just you know, like the dead ends and the obsession that, you know, detectives start developing as you know to solve a murder um as it, uh, the movie goes along it's so so good uh, i realized that i really like those kinds of movies mm-hmm. where it's sort of like an old thing that kind of like haunts you kind of a thing i also <laughs> love *The secret in their eyes have you ever seen it i have not it's an argentinian movie about like a similar conceit i guess and zodiac obviously one of my favorite movies ever um, so yeah, I would I would say I liked it better than Parasite, and I really liked Parasite too. All right. Um, I have more, but do you want to go with one of yours? What
0: I'm trying to remember what we talked about when we saw that because I remember like I I'm trying I'm looking at the list of movies I've seen. Had I already seen The Lighthouse when we did that episode?
1: Uh, no. What did you think of The Lighthouse? Had I already seen I
0: also- Perfect Blue, the anime? No. Uh, Adoratus? I feel like I had seen these. Well,
1: let's talk about Lighthouse for a little bit. What um, did you
0: think? I I like The Witch more. <laughs> yeah, House. I I that was a movie I deeply respect without ever having really a desire to ever see again. Yeah,
1: I'm definitely on the same boat. And I love no the pun, pun witch. intended. Uh, I have not seen uh, The Witch, I but love- I, I mean, I really appreciated the artistry behind it and the research that went into the dialogue and the way that it was filmed. And it definitely felt like the experience of watching it was supposed to emulate the experience mm. of, like, living in this, like, sort of cramped space with a man you hate. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, I just, I didn't enjoy it.
0: Yeah, have it, I feel like I've talked about Dolomite is my name on this podcast already.
1: Yeah. Last time we did. So I
0: guess I already did I already talk about Jojo Rabbit then?
1: Uh, no. I don't think you talked about oh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh. Well, I saw
0: Jojo Rabbit. I didn't really like it. Um, it's fine. I, I, really I like thought like had.
1: Yeah. The beginning is really good. I thought it had like very weird tonal issues. Not with just like the Holocaust stuff, but also with just like Scarlett Johansson's character.
0: Well, I think it's, it's, it's based on a non-comedic book that they don't take the plot from... They they only do half of it. The message of both the movie and the plot, it's almost clockwork orange in how the message seems to be the complete opposite. Oh. Um, because Johannes, or Jojo, is the villain of the book, really. Oh, um, okay. Uh, it continues for four years after the plot of the movie, the book.
1: So does he keep pretending that the yes, warden is for yes, that girl? Yes, yes. Oh, anyone. God. Yes,
0: that's where it goes. He's a monster in the book. Um, I think
1: I did... Or- I assumed. I think what it was is, I th- I thought that someone made a joke about that, or like someone wrote mm. that on Twitter, and I thought, oh, that's a funny joke that they made. But I didn't realize that that was actually the case.
0: Yeah, I thought I I wanted it to stay as just a satire of that kind kind of. Um, I wanted to be about the Hitler Youth and stay about that and be about mm-hmm. falling under the sway of fascism and any kind of hateful doctrine and I found that to be a movie that is very timely and then when it just became Jew in the Attic again, I was like eh whatever um it's My Name I guess I've talked about it before I really like that did we talk about Marriage Story I like Marriage Story a lot.
1: oh I love Marriage Story yeah uh, I really thought it was so I've been actually on like a no bomb back retrospective month kick because the Metrograph had oh, one yeah. so I ended up seeing I saw Kicking and Screaming which I don't think That's I ever one of my watched favorite movies before ever.
0: I saw that the week that I graduated from college which oh that was very a very good time to saw it and I loved it
1: I, I remember seeing the first half of it and loving it and for some reason I think I had to return the copy to the library or something and I never finished it so I really loved that one I then saw Mr. Jealousy that I've never seen before which was his follow up it. and it's so really good uh, it's uh, and it's set in Brooklyn in the 90s, so you kind of see just like Park Slope in the 90s, no, which is kind of cool. Uh, also, starring Chris Eggman. Uh, and then Chris Eggman, he plays uh, one second, I'm gonna find the uh, so he's one of the dudes in Kicking and Screaming, too. Uh, he's he the long
0: haired guy or the main guy?
1: He's uh, the sort of the, the sort of like the very verbose Max. Like, he's the... He's, like, the best friend of Josh the Hamilton's character. The
0: one who makes lists? It's been so many years since I saw a movie. Let's not try so, to do this. Anyway, so <laughs> he's
1: great. And then I saw While We're Young, which I also really, really liked. Uh, and then I saw Marriage uh, Story, not as part of the retrospective, but also really enjoying it. And I then saw Last Days of Disco over the weekend, which also starred Chris Eichmann. so that that's was great. That's no. Is that no? No, that's, that's with Stillman. With Stillman, yeah. Uh, but it's. I've sort only
0: of... seen one one Witt Stillman movie. *I *Metropolitan*. The one starring Noah Bumbach's favorite um, uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh,
1: oh, *Demons*. That's yes. the only one I haven't seen.
0: That's. I, it was fun. It has a, randomly, a, a people we know as like play small roles in it.
1: Oh, that's fun because like I that's love. Why I watched
0: it on a plane once.
1: Well, like, he makes very good movies about these social climber types mm. at least like the movies that I have not seen Damsels in Distress but like "Love and Friendship is that Metropolitan is that in like different settings Last Day of Disco is that too it's set in the early 80s in sort of like the pre-American psycho era of New York City <laughs> where like discos are still sort of a thing
0: Brett Easton Ellis is still writing well they yes, mention it. a it's Luzette. Ruled an attraction <laughs> so they
1: mention is it Luzette that restaurant that they keep like trying to get into in American Psycho I'd so they mention it in Last Days of Disco, and that was kind of funny. But he actually brings a few cameo characters from Metropolitan and Barcelona, which was another one of his movies. Mm. And the dialogue in this is so funny. Uh, such a great movie, Last Days of Disco. Also, if you like disco, a great score. Or like oh, great no, soundtrack.
0: Um, the, the actresses are... So it's Kate Beckinsale,
1: Beckinsale and Beckinsale. Chloe Sevigny, who are basically playing the same characters in love and friendship which is kind of funny they have like a very similar dynamic huh. uh so it's really good um so yeah i saw a lot of good movies well thank all you right. metrograph they were mostly at the metrograph
0: i've been watching a lot of good tv so there
1: good for you uh,
0: Watchmen and Mr. Robot have been very good.
1: Yeah, I'm behind on Watchmen, but I have really liked what I've seen so far.
0: It's good. You've, you've read the book, right?
1: Yes, a long time ago. I,
0: <laughs> I w- I've had two very weird conversations. Where was I yesterday? Where the fuck was I where I was having this conversation? Oh, I was at um, a friend of ours' a, a, a little birthday dinner, and I asked people who's watched Watchmen, and um, only a few people said yes. Um, and a few people were like, oh, I didn't really like it. And then it turned out they haven't read the book. Um, and I'm like, well, yeah, you wouldn't.
1: But also, uh, so my boyfriend has not read the book and he is really enjoying... I don't... My the, brother... Yeah.
0: At Thanksgiving was going on and on about how much he loves it. And this is why I'm stunned. And he said he's never read it. And he was going back afterwards. He and his wife were going to my parents' house. I'm like, go to my bedroom, my childhood <laughs> bedroom. Get the fucking book. I... I can't, fa- like, I'm very curious. What, like, how is he following what the hell's happening?
1: Because I feel like they kind of, I think they, they do a little,
0: like, they did a the little play telling the story of Dr. Manhattan. Right, but. Has he seen the movie?
1: Uh, no. Really? They they also do, because I feel My like. My brother's it at least is, seen the movie. It is separate enough from mm-hmm. the, the book to have like its own thing. And I feel like the way that they introduce the weirdness of the world mm-hmm. and what has happened as a result of the octopus thing is like they do it in small enough doses where you are allowed to process them as like weird things and sort of like, I don't know. I, I do think they do a great job where you don't need to have read the book. I think like you get more out of it. it yeah. Like, you know, especially with like the Jeremy Iron stuff. I don't know, like, what people think about that, like, uh, and all, like, the little nods that they have, like, you know. Uh, But I think it's still, you know, a really great show, even if you haven't. Yeah,
0: I mean, the people I I had dinner with had uh, reactions that I would have expected. Like, uh, Gwen watched the pilot and had never read the book, and she was like, I was enjoying it until the squids came. And then I was like, I just don't get this. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Alexis said he would liked it less and less with each episode and i oh. have to imagine that's because having read the book becomes more and more relevant as right. it introduces more and more elements back into the world i guess um anyway so this has been our Watchmen podcast <laughs>
1: Yeah, who's listening to The Watchmen? Who's listening to The
0: Listen Men? Oh my God, let's do a radio play adaptation of Watchmen called Listen Men. Oh man,
1: all right, tune into that next week. Or maybe you can hear us talk about movies.
0: So uh, tune in to our next episode. We'll be doing a retro review of something.
1: Of TBD. Um,
0: uh, with a guest. TBD. <laughs> TBD. Recorded on a sound system. TBD.
1: Oh, so so much unknown in this world, guys.
0: We, we should do it back at your place. It's the sound's better and we're less close to my fridge, so I get less ears during the show.
1: Sounds good. To <laughs> two two, uh, two, two.